Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. I love stories with humble beginnings, but I chuckled when I asked my guest about his childhood sports highlight. Keep listening to find out. There's so much I admire about Bryant Harper. Sure, he's accomplished a lot in his young life, currently working as the strength and conditioning coach at football powerhouse Texas A&M University. Like many young people, Bryant had big dreams around football, and he faced many roadblocks on his sports journey. But he persisted and worked, and he always remained humble, which was evident by what he described as his favorite childhood sports memory, being a water boy. Of course, I immediately thought of the Adam Sandler comedy, The Water Boy. But Brian explained why that opportunity was so important for him. And to me, it foreshadows his passion for helping and empowering others. In part one of our conversation, you're going to learn about Coach Brian Harper's inspiring story, including how he got his foot in the door with the football team at Penn State University. Let's jump in. Well, I am so excited to have as a guest today, Bryant Harper. Bryant, thank you so much for joining me. Oh yeah, Sean, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Well, Bryant, I mean, it is uh, so cool to have somebody who's got such an incredible backstory like you. And the first thing I just want to start off with is what was your favorite childhood sports related memory? Honestly, it would have to be um, back in 2004. I was the water boy for our high school uh, football team. And that team went on to win the state championship. So it was kind of cool to be there. I was there from a football camp all the way through the end of the season. So I kind of got to see the whole process through and, and how they went about achieving that goal. So it was a great, great experience for me. And tell the listeners a little bit about where you're from and, and just what your childhood was like. Oh, yeah. So I'm from a Keysport, Pennsylvania, a small town outside of Pittsburgh, PA. You know, it's a, it's a rough area, a, a lot of, you know, crime going on there, but there's also uh, great spots, great things going on there. There's great people and a lot of positive things going on as well. Brian, tell me a little bit about your family. Oh, yeah. So um, I grew up with my mom and my dad. Uh, they were they were always there. And then I have two younger sisters. One who uh, has graduated college now, um, and then I have another one who is a senior in high school as we speak. Now, I know you were a multi-sport athlete, but tell the listeners what sports you played and did you have a favorite? Oh, yeah. So growing up, I kind of played every sport. I played baseball, I played football, I ran track, uh, I played a little soccer, you know, but, but football was always my favorite. You know, it's just the kind of feeling that you get when a big play happens and and how the crowd responds. Football has always been my favorite. What coach inspired and encouraged you the most when you were younger? Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I I hate to use a family member here, but um, my uncle, uh, John Harper, he was a great, great influence on me. Uh, you know, he was a defensive back coach for a high school. He was the one who allowed me to come and be a part of the team and kind of get to, uh, you know, get a different vantage point. 
So I, I pretty much was a, you know, an unchampion coach. So it was a great experience for me. So you're telling me he's the one who kind of hooked it up so you could be the water boy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it gave me out. I got to ride the bus. I got to eat the free sandwiches and, and get the free Gatorades as well. So <laughs> it was great. Now, were your friends jealous of you that you got that kind of access to the to the big team? Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of my friends were a little jealous. Of, you know, they would always give me stuff about running out and grabbing the tee after the kickoff. So it was great. Now, were there any elements of the actual movie, The Water Boy, that you could kind of relate to just from your experience as a water boy? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, just, just the kind of funny parts where, you know, the players will walk up to you and say, hey, uh, you know, this Gatorade needs a little more sugar today. Or, you know, <laughs> so, you know, those kind of things. But, you know, those those little instances gave me, you know, an opportunity to connect with the players and kind of learn from them and, uh, you know, and build that camaraderie. Now, hold up. Now, I don't think the young listeners understand what you mean, mix it a little bit. So you're telling me you had to use what? How, what was your process for making the Gatorade for your uh, for your players? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So you always want to start off with the warm water. Uh, that way the contents get in there and mix well with the water. And then you want to throw the ice in a little later. <laughs> but But you had to use the powder, right? Oh, yeah, got to use the powder. So, you know, it takes a little science to, to get the taste right when it's not coming <laughs> directly from the bottle. That's wonderful, Brian. I love that. <laughs> Brian, what's one thing you would tell your 8, 12, or 16-year-old self? I think the biggest thing is just to embrace adversity. I think when you're younger, you don't really understand uh, when you're going through things. You're like, oh, why me? You know, why is this happening to me? But uh, now that I look back on it, all of those things have helped me to be the coach that I am today and the person that I am today. So I'm appreciative for all the um, tribulations and, and you know all the rough patches that happen. Now, I want to get specific, though. What would you tell your eight-year-old self? Oh, yeah. I think I would tell myself to just to focus on myself, you know, and then I'll take it back to football. I think, you know, as athletes, you're always you kind of always worry about what other people are doing. Oh, he's getting this accolade. You know, he's getting this opportunity. But, you know, you have to focus on yourself and trust the process because everyone's is at a different point in their life, in their career, you know, uh, in their athletic journey. So you just have to trust where you are and make the best of it. That is such great advice. And what would you tell your 12-year-old self? I'd probably tell him to calm down a little bit. <laughs> nah, but, you know, um, honestly, I would tell him to just be open to different things um, because, you know, at that age, you're so set. Oh, I want to be a quarterback. You know, I, I want to be a running back. You know, but your coach may see something different in you that may help you to be successful later in your collegiate journey or in your high school journey. So, um, I would just say is to not be too stuck on one thing. Try everything out. And like I said, yeah, so I think that's that's the thing I would tell my 12-year-old self. And then, of course, what would you tell your 16-year-old self? I would tell my 16-year-old self, honestly, when I was 16, I went through, uh, I went through kind of a, a rough patch. Um, I transferred high schools. Oh, I attempted to anyway, and it was blocked. So my senior year was, was not going to happen. And thankfully, it did work out, and I ended up going back to my original school. But 
you know, I would tell myself just to stay focused, honestly, man, and, and just trust the journey because, you know, even when it looks like it's going to be over, even when it looks like, uh, you know, you're not going to get the opportunity, I, I found that it always works out. Some way it always works out. And Brian, what was the most valuable lesson you learned through a challenge or defeat? Uh, really, and I go back to this, it'll be embracing adversity, you know, um, you know, it, that which requires a, a specific mindset. You know, you can only see um, the difficulty of your current circumstance um, when you're in it. But you have to focus on the opportunity uh, that will allow you to grow, you know. And, and when you look back, you'll look back on it with gratitude. It'll allow you to learn, uh, you know, it'll generate critical thinking. And then it also builds character. And that's the biggest thing um, I would say is the most valuable lesson I learned. Brian, looking back, what was something you appreciated about your parents' influence on your athletic journey? I think the biggest thing I I, um, appreciate is that they never forced me to do anything. You know, if I didn't want to play baseball that season, I didn't have to play. Uh, You know, if I didn't didn't want to go to extra training or anything like that, they never forced me to go. Uh, You know, they always allowed me to make the decision for myself. Uh, You know, but they also taught me that I couldn't quit anything. So once I started something... I had to finish it. I, I think the biggest thing they allowed me to do was just have that free choice. And um, I think it works out a lot better that way because then, you know, you're, you're not, you don't feel like you're being forced to do something. You actually get the choice to do it. So it, it gives you more ownership in it. Now, tell me a little bit about what the recruiting process was like for you. Okay. Yeah. So coming out of high school, I didn't have a lot of accolades. Um, I, I didn't get all conference. I wasn't all state, anything like that, um, you know. So at the beginning of my recruiting process, I started off talking to Division two and Division three schools, um, you know, and I took a couple of visits and I realized that that wasn't what I wanted, you know. So I started to look into um, preferred walk-on opportunities. And my grades were always good, which which is a bonus, you know, so – Everyone listen out there, make sure that your grades are always good because it'll open up opportunities for you. So I was blessed to get an academic scholarship to Penn State. And um, it just so happened that Penn State was going through the, you know, the scandal and everything like that. So they had lost scholarships and, you know, they were looking for players. And, you know, I had an academic scholarship. I had pretty good film. And so it worked out perfect for me. And I got that opportunity to be a part of the team. That's an incredible story, Brian. And I just absolutely, you know, love the fact that you weren't getting recruited maybe the way you wanted to and you continue to persist. And then you provided yourself that extra opportunity through your academics can you provide our audience a little more insight into you're at Penn State, but what was the process of becoming a football player at Penn State? I mean, how long did that process take? And what were some of the keys to getting that opportunity to become a member of the football team? Oh, yeah. So so originally, um, when you're a walk-on, usually have, you have to try out, you know, and then you go through that process to make sure you're eligible and clear with the NCAA clearinghouse and things of that nature. But in my case, um, you know, like perfect timing, 
And, and they were just looking for guys, you know, they had limited amount of scholarships, but they were looking for guys who they knew could play, but, you know, they could, didn't have a scholarship for them at that time. And so I was honestly able to come and be a part of that 2012 recruiting class as if I was a recruit, just because of the position I was in with academics. So it kind of worked out smooth for me. You know, um, my college wasn't being paid for athletically, but I was there and, you know, it was paid for. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about that for sure. So you become a member of the team. What position are you playing initially? I was initially playing safety which was a whirlwind because I've never played defense in my life before. I was uh, primarily quarterback growing up. So it was kind of a learning process. You know, I had to learn how to backpedal, learn how to cover, learn how to understand defenses. So it, it was it was definitely a learning process. So did you redshirt that first year then, I take it? Oh, yeah, I redshirted my first year. And, you know, that was the best thing I probably could have did for sure. And then at what point did you transition from academic to athletic scholarship? Um, that point came at the beginning of my junior year. And, wow. you, know, you know, I was able to earn an athletic scholarship, which was, man, it, it was it was one of the best feelings that could ever happen to me. You know, it, all my hard work was recognized and, um, you know, it, it felt good to get that love from my teammates and from the staff as well. Sometimes schools and coaches will kind of make a big deal about that moment. Tell me about that moment when you found out that the, the football team was going to be giving you an athletic scholarship. Man, it was, it was a great moment. Um, you know, there wasn't all hype on social media like it was before, uh, like it is now. Now you see those huge moments in team meetings and the coaches and the players are going crazy. And mine was kind of just after practice. Coach kind of just announced it. Everybody got excited. And no cameras were there recorded, though. So you have to wait, go wait, off my memory. Brian, I don't know. If there are no cameras and it's not on social media, did it happen? Are you sure you got an athletic scholarship? I, I would have to say that it probably <laughs> didn't happen, according to the people today. But, you know, uh, you know, my, my college education says otherwise. So that's <laughs> fine with me. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any comments or questions, visit my website, seankjensen.com and go to the contact page where you can even leave me a voice recording. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.